This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Have you ever been in a situation where you have said to yourself, I need to pull my dick out yeah, right in now. the bathroom when I'm about to pee. Besides that, where there's a crowd of people When around. there's like a, a honey ready to go. A honey ready to go. I'm not non-supportive of musicians. Whatever, you bought a bootleg shirt. Dude, I have you to took see money out of that band member's kid's mouth. Have you ever been on the subway or in like a MARTA train or no, anything dude, like that? And been like, and been like, you I do know not what ride I, public transportation. You know what I should do right now? I should pull my dick out. Dude, I never, ever, ever take public <laughs> transportation. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. One of my favorite places to go as a kid was to my granny's house. Granny and grandpa were my mom's parents, and we spent a shitload of time at their place. I remember the fond memories of the living room always looking like a biker bar due to the amount of smoke that seemed to just hang in the air from the cigarettes, or watching the adults drink pot after pot of coffee and thinking, Jesus, how much fucking coffee could one person need? Now, let me just interject and say that now that I'm older, I completely understand why they drink so much coffee. Coffee is awesome. Or there were the great memories of never ever getting to watch something fun on television that you wanted to watch, due to there always being some sort of news or religious programming or country music always being on at Granny's house. Now with all this in mind, you'd think that I hated going there, but Granny's had something that our house rarely had, and that was Cousins. See, I come from a family that has huge families on both sides. My mom's mom had seven kids, and my dad's side had six kids. Apparently, before the internet, there was a lot more fucking going on. But due to the amounts of brothers and sisters that mom and dad had, that meant that they would have their own kids, and I had built-in people to chill with before I ever even understood about making friends or any of that shit. My cousins were some of the first people I had to learn to share with, to go exploring with, to play street football with, to play uh, baseball with, like, bullshit in the yard is being bases, these were the first people that I learned to do that shit with besides my brother. They were some of the first friends that I had in the world and I loved chilling with them when I was a kid. My uncle Jr. had three sons and his youngest son was Edward III, but everybody just called him Eddie. He was only a couple years younger than me and we got along really well. He had two older brothers and they always made him feel like he was the youngest, but he went, when he and me would hang out, he got to join me in making my little brother feel like he was the youngest kid around. For Eddie, that was pretty badass, but for my brother, not so much. Eddie loved the same toys I did, like G.I. Joe and He-Man, which was a big deal back then. If you had kids who weren't into the same shit you were, suddenly you could have people arguing and toys flying and shit like that. But for me and Eddie, we barely argued, except over who was going to be the good guys and who was going to be the bad guys. We'd go outside and play and play play guns and shit, and we'd explore. We had a blast every time we saw one another. Well, as the years went on, Junior and Eddie's mom split up, and I got to see Eddie's and his brothers less and less. And I started going to see a lot of my cousins less and less at Granny's. As I got older, I stopped really wanting to go to Granny's house at all. Mom would ask me if I wanted to go, and because of the smoky house and the endless coffee and the country music torture, I started to say no from time to time, and she just let me chill at home. But if one of my cousins was there, it was a different story. So one day, Mom comes to me with the usual question, do you want to go with me and your dad to Granny's? And immediately I thought, are they going to pay attention to the fact that secondhand smoke kills? Are they going to let me pick what we're going to watch on the television? 
But before I could get any of that out of my mom, my mom finished her question with, Eddie's hanging out down there for the weekend. So instead of complaining or asking if I could get out of it, I jumped in the car and was ready to go. So on this day, we pull into Granny's house, and immediately Eddie greets me in the yard, and we take off, playing in the backyard. I think we had some G.I. Joes or some toy guns or some shit, and it was one of those typical days at Granny's house hanging out with Eddie. It was awesome. Well, at some point, Eddie gets this idea in his head that we need to go to the store. There was a shitty little bodega around the corner from Granny's house where we could buy shitloads of candy for very little money, so we start scrounging for change. And back in the day, I know you guys know, just like I do, everybody kept not only cash on them, but change was fucking everywhere. You could get into your mom's console, your dad's console in the middle of the car, and there'd be three or four dollars in change there. So we go to my mom's car, we ask her if it's cool, and we scrounge her car up for a couple of dollars between the two of us, and with mom and dad's permission, we set off to the store. Now, this was a long walk from my grandmother's house. In in truth, it was probably about a mile and a half away from the house. But for us, it seemed like it was three or four miles away. So it's a long-ass walk. And Eddie and I are talking about important shit to 12 and 13-year-old kids, like whether G.I. Joe is awesome, whether Alf is awesome, or if he's a kid's show. And Eddie says, man, screw this guy, as he sees a cop come rolling up in the distance. Now, let me just say, me and, my, me and Eddie's dad had a long and illustrious relationship with law enforcement, so as you can imagine, our dads didn't spend time talking up the cops. Instead, Eddie looked over at me and said, let's flip him a bird. Are you crazy? No way. I look at Eddie and say, like, in disbelief that this fool wants me to flip the cops off. Eddie looks at me and says, man, I'm doing it. And he turns and in full view of the cop, he flips him off. But just for a second, it was more like a quick flip than any sort of thing. But he had done it and the cop rolled on. And for a second, everything in the world was good. The sun was shining. The birds were chirping. Me and Eddie were on the way to the store to grab some candy. And that is when we heard the screeching tires. Eddie thought he had fought the law and he won, but we heard screeching tires and then the cop throws the car in reverse and speeds up and stops right next to us. Suddenly he jumps out of the car and Eddie is kind of shitting himself going, oh my God, what's happening? The car door flies open and this gray haired guy with sunglasses, khakis and all sorts of officialness marches from his car across the street up to us. Why'd you shoot me the bird, son? He barks down at me and Eddie, and Eddie's just stammering back like, I, uh, I I, didn't. The whole time I'm standing there paralyzed, knowing my mom is going to whoop my ass as soon as she hears about this. Even though I didn't do anything wrong other than just being there, she was going to find a reason to be pissed at me. I saw you in my own two eyes, boy. He shot back at Eddie's little half answer he gave him. And I could take you both into the station right now and arrest you for what you just did. Do you know that? We'd have to call your parents and tell them where you're at. Do you want that? Do you want a record, either of you? Suddenly shit got real. Eddie and I are both shaking our heads violently and saying no in unison very loudly. And the cop knows where he's got us. He's got like he's like a boxer and he's got us on the ropes and shit. And he goes in for the kill. Why don't I load you two up in the back of the car right now and we go see your parents right now. We just tell them what you did and I can avoid having to arrest you. Suddenly, we've gone from going to the shitty little bodega around the corner from Granny's house after playing G.I. Joe's and toy guns in the backyard to now being brought up on charges of shooting Barney Fife the bird or whatever this cop was going to charge us with and or having to face my mom and Granny and explain this shit to them. And suddenly, I'm sitting there going, dude, I don't know if Joe would be all that bad. Eddie realizes really quickly that shit has gotten very real 
and in the eyes of official cop, he decides he's going to try and fix it. So he starts apologizing profusely, saying, sir, we didn't mean anything by it. We were just messing around. We're very sorry about this, sir. We didn't mean to do this at all. We promise we won't ever do this again. And the whole time I'm thinking, who the fuck are you talking about? We, I didn't do anything. I was just standing here. But this is no time for me to speak up and say I didn't do shit. I jump in too. Sir, we are so sorry. This was just a joke gone wrong. Sir, we are so very sorry. We promise to never do it again. And we kiss this cop's ass for like three minutes until he starts looking at us with satisfaction and says, once you boys head home and don't ever let me catch you out here shooting birds at cops again, or I will arrest you next time. You hear me? We both nodded and said, yes, sir, as loud as we possibly could in unison. And we're astonished. We got away with it. Official cop walks away from us, walks around his car, eyeballing us the whole time, looking over his shoulder, eyeballing us, hand on his hip, hand on his gun as he walks to his car, still trying to be that official cop and make sure we know we really fucked up. As he drove away, we turned around and walked home in silence. We didn't need any candy anymore. We just didn't want to go to jail. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online. Go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you can find us online because that's going to help us a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass Patreon, Michelle, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PotternFamily. Modern Family is a family of podcasters that came together to create a family out of absolutely nothing, cross-promote each other, and basically spread the word about independent podcasts everywhere. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find Now That I'm Older, as well as the Future Film Pod, the Out of Touch Nerds Pod, and the Brojillo Podcast. And this week on episode 137, we're going to talk about nipples. We're going to talk about a guy who got on a train and decided to show his nipples off to a lot of people over a lot of time. We're also going to talk about a friend of ours who got himself into kind of a tricky situation and then Later on, we're going to talk about going to concerts and all the shit that goes on with that. So check it out. We'll be right back. What are you going to do today, Napoleon? Whatever I feel like I want to do. Gosh. Okay. So we've talked about our buddy, the Cobb County Flasher before. Oh, Eric. <laughs> yeah, Eric, um, the guy who was the drum major in band when I was in band with you. Yeah, you can look him up on the internet. We can say his name. Yeah, he's yeah. back in prison. It's public record. Didn't he get? He, uh, I think he was. Let's actually, check. Let's do a real time check, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting <laughs> on the internet right now. Kenny's going to pull up our uh, our friend Eric, who was. Um, I'm a master at pulling up people that are in jail. He is. He's like one of those uh, deep dive people, like a forensic researcher when it comes to going into people. I don't know who are why the people can't type in Georgia Department of <laughs> Corrections inmate search. It's weird. But anyway, people um, think I'm a genius and I just do basic things. <laughs> this is one of those guys that like was the prototypical kid. He was like one of the future Christian leaders of America guys. He was the drum major. He find was an offender. Find an offender. Dot com. And no, he, you go to Georgia Department of Corrections first. You listen. See? <laughs> this is why people think I'm a genius. They don't, I don't listen. I don't think it's that they think you're a genius. You just happen to spend the time to actually look people up because you love reveling in the uh, misfortune of others. It's so? something that like really just jumps off the page at you. So, so while Kenny's looking up our buddy Eric, who was the drum major and one I of those, I think his first was, name is actually James, which is what I have to search under. James Jeffers, Eric Jeffers. Well, James would if James is his first name, it'd be James Jeffers, then wouldn't it? Oh, here he is. 
<laughs> What's he in? How long is he in jail for? I'll tell you in a minute. Hold on. God. He's currently serving. So, yes, he is in jail. Well, while Kenny's uh, talking about how uh, our friend Eric is in jail and he's looking up how long he's going to be there, police in Kyoto, Japan, have arrested a man long suspected of fondling his nipples while leering at schoolgirls riding the subway. I have a backup. <laughs> you what now? So this is a very similar story. They're both leering at girls and acting like naked and stuff. Well, this guy actually didn't have this, his uh, right, top, right. his like shirt pulled up. He was just holding his nipples and just like. I want. I want to give the audience what we can tell them. This is what we can tell them right now. Major offense is child molestation. Good stuff. So I think. Remember, he's already served time for the flashing. I can't believe he this was is out. He was out from the flashing for a while. So this is he's re he's reoffended. So now we find child molestation. He's in Wheeler Correctional Facility. I don't know where that is. Um, his max release date is 2020. Holy shit. November uh, 16th. Um, let's see here. So the guy who used to be our drum major in school is going to oh, have man, to Oh, this man, this crime committed date is, is not as old as you would expect. Because remember, this all happened 2006-ish. Yeah. Like when the internet was still fresh. Uh, this, this offense, the child molesting charge came from November of 2010. Holy his shit. sentence length was 30 years. Holy shit. Um, the drum major who was at the front of our there's band. There's more charges. Hold on, goddamn it. Was the same uh in the same date an offense of enticing a child for indecent purposes. That was also 30 years, so they're concurrent. And then a public indecency charge same date with an additional 5 years. Um oh my god. It's got all those other ones, too. So the, the other one was back in 2005. Um, he got 10 years on that one. These are people we know. Uh, his incarceration began this most recent time, uh, November 22nd, 2011. Uh, they, they put him in right away. So he was charged <laughs> November 6th. And they put him in jail on the 22nd. Wow. Um, his incarceration officially ends to February 23rd, 2009. That was the first time. Uh, they don't have an end date for this current charge. <laughs> so he may just be in there forever. He may, be, he may have gotten life for child molestation. Who knows? Uh, it's 30 years. I just don't think they've determined we can get off with time off and all that kind of crap. Okay. So we've established that when we were in band, the guy who was the drum major who led us onto the field and like waved his arms in the front of the crowd – that dude is now one of those people who has to go door to door and say, hi, my he name is He didn't have Aaron that opportunity Jeffers. yet. <laughs> he's still uh, he's still a ward of the state, my friend. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's not even on the list yet. He hasn't had a chance to register. But when he gets out, he is going to have to be one of those guys that says, hi. I want to look up Wheeler. We, oh, man, it's too bad we can't call your dad. <laughs> call your dad and get a first hand. Hey, where's, what Wheel, what's Wheeler correction? Let's see. He'd be like, that's where all the child molesters go. Be like, yeah, we know. <laughs> we went to school with one. Okay, so the reason I brought up our friend who's a child molester is because there's a guy in Japan who's been, for honestly, for a couple of years, he, apparently, he's been rubbing his nipples on the internet. Toshiro Fujikimo. He's been what? Rubbing his, <laughs> rubbing his <laughs> I nipples. I want you to repeat that phrase. Rubbing his nipples on the subway. And there are multiple pictures of this dude rubbing his nipples on just, Instagram. All right, hold on. Does he just show up on the subway and like, 
Take off his shirt. Is he rubbing under the shirt? No, over he's rubbing shirt? over his shirt. He pulls his like he wears like a cardigan over a t shirt. Yeah. And pulls it back and his nipples are there and he's all like rubbing like lovingly. But I'm, I mean over the t shirt? Yeah, I'm giving well, Kenny I mean, the eyes. Dude, like, don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> rubbing well, my first nipples. I was gonna say that's really not a crime, but then you did it. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it felt very criminal in nature. Well, that's exactly what the, the article says. It says fondling one's nipples while wearing a shirt isn't illegal, but it is disconcerting to the women who've been witnessing it. So apparently there's a lot of people who've been watching this dude do this and they're like taking Instagram photos and being like, so this weird dude rubbed his nipples at me on the, uh, on the subway this morning. And he first became known as nipple man all the way back in 2013. This dude has been nipple man or the nipple geezer since 2013. This has been going around. a long time for them not to have this wrapped up. Exactly. <laughs> like everybody's like, uh, this guy's just kind of skeevy. His, it's not really like, uh, it's not like it's really him doing anything weird, but it's, it's really fucking weird. Like it, this, you can see this guy at one point stabbing somebody because he was that kind of guy. Like he was on that path apparently, but apparently he decided to start, uh, flashing uh, buttocks. Uh, now I uh, see now he's getting, he's accelerating. Buttocks flashing brought trouble. Uh, apparently, he decided he was going to start flashing his buttocks and things like that. See, now he's going to be like, he's, he's pushing their limits over there in Japan. They're down with some weird shit. But once you start getting naked and showing your buttocks, shit's too serious. Well, the guy, they apparently suspect him of several other acts of public indecency, is what they're saying. Um, but the arrest surprised uh, somebody who said, I just can't shock how I can't hide how shocked I am for a city official to lose the trust through this horrible act. This guy actually worked for the city of Japan. He was like a welfare worker for them. Wait, he's a government employee and he's rubbing his nipples. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is, this guy is one of those, uh, one of those people. He, the reason he got caught, like people have been taking Instagram photos, of this skeevy guy rubbing his nipples on the internet for years. Right. We've established that. But the problem was he decided to pull his pants down to two teenage girls on the subway. Well, that's like and, Eric. And start rubbing his ass. That's where Eric started, and then he became a child molester. So these, this guy's where this guy's going. We could help them. <laughs> we know somebody just like the nipple guy. Yeah, he was a welfare caseworker in Rito City, Japan. I wonder how many poor people he, like, stuck his wiener out at. I don't – have you ever been on the subway or in, like, a MARTA train or no, anything dude, like that? and been like – and been like, you I do know not what ride I, public transportation. You know what I should do right now? I should pull my dick out. Dude, I never, ever, ever take public <laughs> transportation. Or have you it ever, always smells like pee. Have you ever been in a situation where you have said to yourself, I need to pull my dick out yeah, right in now? in the bathroom when I'm about to pee. Besides that, where there's a crowd of people When around, there's like a, a honey ready to go. A honey ready to go. Wah, wah. <laughs> what was that? Wah, wah. <laughs> I've never been in a crowd of people. Mixtures of races, look at, look at, look at my magic stick. Races, creeds, no, colors, not in public or unless like I'm with sexes, a freaking chick. You know, like but I'm saying I've I've never been in a crowd of people and been like, you know what, dude? Right now is the time I'm pulling my dick out. I need everybody here to see no, my. I get dick. stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to show off what I don't have at that moment. Be like, uh, normally this is a lot better, guys. But <laughs> y'all can all turn around for just a few seconds. Hurry up. Mr. Limp Peckerwood on the subway. Mr. Oh, Limp Peckerwood on the it, subway. It's soft because I'm a pimp. <laughs> and y'all ain't exciting me no more. I bet people on the subway be like, dude, just, just put it just away. That's just sad. You're, embar- <laughs> You're embarrassing, embarrassing yourself. yourself. You're terrible at this. We're not going to call on security because they're just going to come and feel bad. <laughs> they're going to come and like feel sorry for you, dude. No, this you know, is that's just why terrible. I wouldn't be in that position. I know what my abilities are, and I'm not trying to be like, 
Hey, everybody. <laughs> I can't even pee when there's people around. Like, I have to walk way off in the woods from the campsite. <laughs> you can't pee. You're, you have a shy bladder and shit like that? Yeah. Everything shuts down if I think there's people around. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in fight or flight mode <laughs> when it comes to my junk when there's people around. I don't trust none of y'all motherfuckers. Were you, um, when you went to camp and shit like that when you were a little kid, were you the same way? Like, if people stood next to you in the urinal and stuff like that? Yeah. I didn't want people near me when I was being. So did you get Especially because like- I grew up in a savage town where like kids would push you and make you pee on yourself if you're peeing. I don't trust none of these motherfuckers. I got busted one time. I don't think I've told you this story before. I got busted one time for pissing on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, it wasn't me pissing on the floor. We had a bathroom monitor, right? And this guy was an asshole. This guy, I don't remember his name. We'll call him Ted because Ted's usually an asshole. So basically we're in the bathroom and Ted's standing behind us going, you guys aren't supposed to talk in the bathroom. Like, everybody's just, you know. Is Ted a grown-up or another student? No, he's another student. Okay. So he's standing there, like, you know, with his all the. Why, why was there a draconian rule <laughs> against talking in the bathroom? I don't know. Okay. It was Keep just going. one of those stupid fucking things. So for some reason, as, like, third graders, we weren't old enough to actually manage ourselves in the bathroom. We had to have, you know, a fucking bathroom monitor. <laughs> well, I mean, kids are savages. So we're standing in there, and Ted's like, you guys aren't supposed to be talking in the bathroom. So Ted walks up and pushes this one kid, like you were talking about, where he pisses, you know, like on the side of the urinal and shit like that. And he's like, what the fuck, Ted? What's wrong with you? So Ted's like jawing at everybody in there. Ted. That's exactly what I did was I turned around to pee on Ted. And I said, man, fuck you, Ted. And I turned around <laughs> to piss on Ted. And then like it, I got some on his pants, but I didn't make it all the way man, on him. You, you went for it, but you failed. Well, I had already, I was like halfway through the stream at that point. I was like out a, of pee. You get like a C. Dude, why do I even get a grade on me peeing on him? If you okay. tried, I got to give you something. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not quite an F. You got like his pant cuff problem. How would you have handled the situation? I would have pinched it off. And saved a little bit. <laughs> pinched it off. You know how it builds up for after a second? I'm be like, I got something for you, Ted. <laughs> like when you put a kink well, in also, the hose. I w- also came up with like a jab first. So he would have been like hurting his eye. <laughs> would you have run up and tried to like uh, put put your penis in I his pocket? I was significantly bigger than all the other kids usually in whatever grade I was in. So oh, I'm, I was bigger than all the other kids too. That's one of the reasons if why I could Ted, take like, him to the ground first while still holding it pinched off, I would have. But if I couldn't. Wait, wait stop for a second. So now in this scenario, yeah, you have I'll, tackled I'll you, this guy. No, 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 tackle. You can't tackle and hold it. You'll end up hurting it. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> you go down you, the wrong way, you're going to yank your dick off. So you have just ripped your dick off <laughs> in the bathroom no, in elementary know, but school. But if I could have came up with like a back forehand and took it him down with the left hand. Because you obviously hold your dick with your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly a, a voice would have come up. I mean, you don't need to like, take him down like you're stopping him from making a touchdown. You just need him off balance enough to get your you know pee at a good height. <laughs> <laughs> so this voice comes from the sky at that point after you drop him that says, finish him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly then you stand triumphantly at. over Ted and piss oh, you gotta get one hand on him. You've got to get one leg on either side of him if you really want to fill it. I still feel as though you're going down a dangerous path with this whole thing. I mean, I got, I got, I got the tension ISS and suspension quite a lot when I was in school. <laughs> well, he backhanded a kid. <laughs> that was where it started. Well, for me, I was just trying to, you know, I mean, Ted needed to be put in his place at that point. For God's sake, I can talk while I'm in the bathroom. I did it for justice. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I did it for. I did this for a civil disobedience. Read the row, bitch. <laughs> I did this. Because we need rights, and I have a dream isn't, of one day being able to piss in the bathroom. Civil disobedience that is nonviolent. 
Shut up. <laughs> Ted's like, yeah, I couldn't hold it off more. I'd have pissed all down his shirt, too. I remember being in like high school. By that time, I'm pretty much an adult. And having that moment with the, with the administration of, what are you guys really going to do about it? <laughs> I don't want to go to this class, and I'm not going to. What are you really going to do about it? <laughs> See, I never took that attitude in school because I was there for learning. I had my credits. I didn't need the class. Didn't need that bullshit. They had a rule that you couldn't come and go as you pleased. I was going to come and go as I pleased. They could either give me my diploma or not. I don't feel as though you deserve the diploma. I deserve the diploma. I had the appropriate credits. I got. I am not staying for classes I don't need. You needed to stay. And I'm also not coming at 8 o'clock if my first class isn't until 10. That's just not happening. No, they needed you in another class at 8. Right, but I didn't need that class. So my need stepped in and said, this is stupid. I had like four vacational classes to fill out my schedule in my senior year. This goes back to the the poll that we put on Twitter about who's going to jail first. If you listen to the two of us talk, I did everything I was supposed to. I negotiated with them. I told them up front. I didn't just skip. I told them I'm not going to this class. This is how criminal masterminds start, though. When I got to school, usually around 10 o'clock every day, the, the school cop used to wave at me. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> that guy almost arrested me one night. Really? Yeah. Mr. Wicks? I haven't told you about the story. Officer Wicks was cool. So uh, for senior year, we <laughs> you were just saying, me and Mr. Wicks were cool. <laughs> See, Shane just justified the whole poll, but go ahead. Tell your story about how Mr. Nice Wicks almost arrested you. Okay. So for my senior year, we had this, um, we decided we were going to do a huge prank at the school and stuff Ooh, like that. We vandals. had all these seniors get together <laughs> um, and we were, we were going to do something very simple. Let's clear it up. You weren't doing something. You were being vandals. No, it was just it was a it was a civil disobedience type thing. <laughs> now you use my very nice try. It was very nonviolent. Nobody got in trouble. Were you spray painting things? Well, we haven't gotten to the full story <laughs> just yet. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hanging yeah. out with two uh, popular chicks um, that I really I had a couple of classes. Which with. means he's automatically down for anything. In case those of you forgot what high school's like, you're <laughs> in with popular kids on a mission. You're down for anything. I'm hanging out with two popular <laughs> chicks. And I'm hanging out with one chick who was in band with me as well, Jenny Smith, because she had a car. And that was the only reason that she was invited. And because I was hanging out with her and she was my ride home, the two popular chicks had gotten just drunk enough that night to decide we needed to go to the school and start spray painting stuff. We Rob around for a long time. Yeah. Well, we had a few friends from time to time. You were the friend for a while that was around because you had a car, too. Let's not joke about it. Let's not lie. Well, shit, I was already in the club before I got a car. (laughs) (laughs) So we uh, we all jump in the car, decide we're going to go do some uh, some civil disobedience. <laughs> I was a dick. How many people give me money if they want? <laughs> oh, everybody had to give me money too if you're going to get a ride. But we decided to go up to the school to do our civil disobedience that was very nonviolent. Mm-hmm. What'd you spray paint? Um, the front of the school in the um, in front of the school it's, vandals. It's in class of 1995. My tax dollars were to clean that shit up, you little assholes. Well, no, I'm going to tell you what happened. Um, we got out there and spray painted the bottom. Excuse me, of the uh, front of the school, it said class of 95. The uh, speed limit signs that said speed limit 15 all said speed limit 95. It was great. We did all of our nonviolent civil disobedience senior prankage. Uh, no, it was, it was, you violated other people's property. That doesn't count under civil disobedience. No, that's totally exactly what this was. It was, it was no, you violated civil book. disobedience by, by, Disrupting property. That's not civil disobedience. Anymore. What's very sad is the fact that these facts are being misrepresented to me right now. You're, sad. you're a horrible lawyer. 
<laughs> and back to what we were saying, ladies and gentlemen, he said that I'm more likely to go to jail because I went to the administration and told them I wasn't taking a class I didn't need. He vandalized the school. <laughs> so I pull into the so, <laughs> so we, we stop spray painting in front of the school and stop spray painting those speed limit signs. We decide we're going to go deeper we into the parking the lot after this episode. Now that we know who the real criminal is. Well, we haven't even gotten into all your criminal enterprises. Let's not fucking let's not just act like you've been a choir boy this whole time. I am a choir boy. I only went after corporate America. So we step deeper into the parking lot <laughs> because we're going to get some more of those uh, speed limit 15 signs. And as soon as we get close to the stadium, Remember that big ass truck that Officer Wicks had? Yeah, it was a big black truck. Comes speeding across the I parking lot. I never understood lot. why they let the, uh, the <laughs> monster <school>. truck. <laughs> why they let our school resource officer drive a monster truck? But they did. They, they, they were down. They did. I guess they were like, "Well, it's probably better than a cop car. We might as well let him drive it around." So we had a radio in it and everything. We heard the fucking monster truck come speeding across the parking lot. And we're all like, oh, fuck, dude, it's over. There's no way we because Jenny had this shitty like Ford 1982 POS, (laughs) like some shit that had almost been crushed. But somebody had saved it at the last minute. Now we could use that. Yeah, so my grandma. <laughs> so yeah, we get we get busted in the parking lot. Have to have all of our moms come to the uh, the the school the next day, and they make us clean all the uh, signs with fucking um, rubbing alcohol and mineral spirits and shit like I that to get you. all to get all the stuff off. Little vandals. And it wasn't the fact that I almost got arrested by the school resource officer or rent a cop for the school. It was the fact that I had well, to tell my cop. mom. It was the fact that I had to tell my mom about it was yeah. the, the scariest part. Criminal. Tell us about some of your criminal enterprises, Kenny. I, I, I let's go back. And, let's go back and talk about riding around with a Bulgarian mobster while he's waving a gun at someone in traffic. I didn't do anything. But you didn't also say, "Let me out at the next fucking stop, sir." <laughs> no, he was threatening to kill people that I didn't like. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Making you complicit, sir? No, I didn't tell him to. If that yeah. guy would have gotten shot and you would have been in the car and you didn't do anything, I would have testified against you. I would have told you. I would have testified you, against you. You're clearly a snitch. <laughs> I'm not a snitch. I just I can't handle seeing justice not be carried out. Dude, you spray for me at the school side. <laughs> you're not the punisher. You're you're a goddamn vandal. <laughs> I'm not a vandal, dude. Like I said, civil disobedience. And then you got caught doing it. And you had to scrub them with mineral spirits. <laughs> you big douche. <laughs> that was the worst part, dude. It was like senior week. Oh, it just soaks into your skin, too. Oh, yeah, dude. And you smell like gasoline for the rest of the day. You have that you're fucking like, you're nasty gasoline smell. You're lucky they let you walk. You're lucky they let you walk with the gown. No, of course they were going to let me walk. I wasn't a fucking criminal well, no, like you. That was important to you because you were so mad when Adam stole your tassel. Oh, dude. I got so mad at him. It was funny. And then I took all the fucking joy away from you guys the next day when you guys were like, did you see all the stuff that we did? I was like, no, I didn't see anything the next day. Whatever. You didn't take away all the joy. It was still fun. No. The next day you guys were all like waiting for me to blow up and get mad. And I was like, I want to go a different way with this one. I'm just going to say, no, I didn't see anything. You were mad as hell about about that tassel. Oh, I was mad about the tassel. I'm not going (laughs) to lie about that at all. Like, for a long time, I didn't want to talk to him. (laughs) I know. I didn't get a tassel because I was like, I'm not paying for that. (laughs) You guys have my diploma? I didn't go to graduation. I went to the office. It's like, you guys got the diplomas? Are you not walking? No. It's because I had more more pride in my education than you did. You have the same diploma idea, bro. You just paid $400 for a bunch of useless shit. 
No, I can still wear that robe. Just sure. In case. <laughs> Go throw on that bright ass red graduation robe. Yeah. Just in case anything pops off where I need to look official. They were like, do you want a ring or just the robes? I was like, none. <laughs> I'm not paying for any of this shit. Are you kidding me? They were like, you're seriously not buying any of this? I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not buying tickets. I'm not going. I'm getting my diploma from the office and going about my way. <laughs> this wasn't like a great time. You got through a shitty education system that I skated through. I cared a lot more about my education than you did. I'm sure you did. It does you a lot of good. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> if there's ever a court that I need to be a part of, as an attorney, I have a robe just in case. You can't wear a red robe in a court of law. They wear a black robe. <laughs> no. It's not time- even just red. It's like red satin. You might be able to – if you were to be a villain in a wrestling association, you could be like the graduate or something. I don't know. That's That'd about be- the only – or maybe you could use it, sell it to a grand wizard of the KKK or something. I don't maybe know. Maybe you're not familiar with the courts that attend bird law. Uh, but no, those no. courts actually wear <laughs> no, red. No, I'm not, but I'm still not going to buy that you can wear that robe. <laughs> they wear red satin for the bird robes. Okay. Look like a goddamn grand wizard of a KKK clan. No, that's not what it looks like at all, okay? It's bird law. They take off the little square hat, put on a triangle hat, your soul, your damn, boom. Now, there's always the possibility that there could be a reason for me one day to wear that graduation robe again, or there could be the possibility that I completely wasted a shitload of money on a red satin robe, a fancy hat, and a ring I don't even have anymore. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about a guy who very well may be a genius and some crazy shit we've all seen at concerts. So check it out. We'll be right back. We'll be back after this break. Don't touch that dial for goodness sake. Do you like movie reviews? How about true crime stories, celebrity interviews? Well, you won't get any of that here. I'm a stay-at-home dad with four boys and a night job. I don't have time for all that crap. What I do have time for is browsing the web for weird and idiotic news stories. Then I bring my favorites to you every week along with my own weird life lessons and favorite podcast recommendations because, hey, sharing is caring, right? So subscribe to Odd Dad Out in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcatcher. And follow me on Twitter at Odd Dad Out and add a little weird to your day. I don't have to fuck you up, Smokey. Playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon the fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and I'm, we're going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Go ahead. Make my day. those clips made you wish for the good old days of television, I've got great news. 
Rabbit Ears is a new TV podcast inspired by the days of foil-covered television antennas, rainbow barred screens, and the national anthem signaling the end of the day's broadcast. Each episode, we look back on a beloved show, ranging from the golden age of television to more modern classics. With the help of a superfan guest host, we'll review, discuss, and reminisce about some of the most culturally impactful shows ever to air on television. You can find us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Rabbit Ears TV Pod, like us on Facebook, and download episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podient. Thanks for listening. said I, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time then then, I, then I'm quitting I'm going to quit and and I told Dom too because they've moved my desk four times already this year and I used to be over by the window and I could see the squirrels and they were married but then they switched I'm professional I'm a professional okay whatever all right so I've gone to plenty of concert festivals. I've gone to a number of these outdoor festivals where you walk around I'm not for three talking days. about any of my festival experiences. <laughs> Why are you not talking about your festival experiences? Because they're all very strange and twisted, and there are lots of uh, chemical uh, imbalances happening at the time, and I don't ever know whether that shit was legal or not legal, and I just don't want to get any incriminating stories. No, no, no. I need to hear about everything you've done at a festival right now. We need to cover everything you've done at every festival you've ever been, every concert you've ever been to. I got into a bottle war that big day out one time. I was at that big day out, I believe, where they were throwing fucking bottles from the uh, lawn. Yeah, the, the poor uh, people were throwing bottles at us rich people. <laughs> <laughs> and we were throwing them back, but we were outnumbered tremendously. I felt like France during the revolution. It was so weird. It was like big day out, if I remember correctly. It was Big Day Out. I think it was it Big was a, Day Out with – It was um, called Lakewood at the time. I don't know what like it's Coca-Cola. The high, the, uh, something amphitheater now. But anyway – my balls amphitheater. It's fucking Lakewood. We'll be go out to Lakewood. But yeah, it was an uh, open, open outdoor concert venue. And the way it is – With a small covered area for people with money. With a stage and then about – what was that? Like three, 4,000 seats or something like that. And then there's, there's a few. huge lawn area. Right. Huge lawn up on a hill. And you can see everything from the lawn. I've watched plenty of concerts from the lawn yeah, it's pretty, and from it's the It's not seats. bad from the lawn if you bring a blanket, especially if it's like a Lee Greenwood concert or something laid back. It's not great if it's a rowdy concert because people get outrageous out there. What kind of concert, Kenny? A rowdy. Lee Greenwood concert? I went to a Lee Greenwood. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, uh, whoa. <laughs> right, at the height, right at the height of uh, – Proud uh, to be an American. Proud to be an American. It was weird. He did. And he covered uh, uh, You Were the Wind Beneath My Wings that night. It was weird. I bet it was awesome, dude. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like 13. It was, you know, my parents drugged me out to it, but it was my first Lakewood experience, actually. You loved it. Don't lie. You thought it was so awesome to be out of I mean, of a it was all right. I wasn't super patriotic or anything, but it was all right. You held your hand over your heart and shit and were singing at the top of your <laughs> I didn't lungs. give a shit that we were in Iraq, so no. <laughs> you were all about it, I dude. really only cared more about Sting being. Uh, being uh, the Black Scorpion, who <laughs> was, was Ric Flair. That was really what I was concerned with at that time period. But then I had a big day out, and it was me and Lindsay Moreau, actually. And we went. And My we favorite had, person in the world. Yeah, Lindsay your Monroe. best friend. Um, so we went, and we had, of course, seats because we're not poor. <laughs> 
I was I had seats, but I was in like the the third one from the back. I or think Lindsay like had tickets, and I was I was her ride. So I, I got yeah. Free I think tickets. I think that's how it was because you and I were in different sections, but you guys were further up than I was. We were in the up. No, we were pretty mid mid range because we were in bottle range. That's what I'm saying though. <laughs> is you guys were further up than we were. We were like three seats from the back or some shit oh, like so that. They were lofting them over your head, and it wasn't it wasn't something that like started like somebody threw something like it was something like a bottle got thrown. And then somebody threw a bottle back. And then before you knew it, it was one of those things kind of like a food fight in the cafeteria where just everybody's throwing These food. Are all, this is back when they had glass bottles, by the exactly. way. Exactly. So people are throwing glass bottles from the lawn into the fucking seats like like it's old England or some shit like that. And the peasants have risen up against <laughs> the, the people shit, in shit chairs. Shit was going down. Like, and then the bottle surfers canceled because their equipment didn't show up. And I was like, I remember thinking back then. Man, they're such wankers. They couldn't just borrow a guitar from somebody. And the Foo Fighters would have borrowed a guitar. And you know who fucking uh, played and was terrible? is Cake. Because they had the fucking trumpet player and shit like that, and it sounded terrible. Yeah, you couldn't hear the trumpet at all. Like, it was too no, big. it was fucking terrible. So, so we ended up leaving, uh, like, at 8 o'clock before, like, it was halfway done because it was shitty. <laughs> I was tired of, I'm tired of dodging bottles. And we went to McDonald's and had chicken nuggets, and then I took Lindsay home. The, um, the best part about that concert was seeing um, – Oh God! Blind Melon with Shannon Hoon right before he died. We saw that. Fucking, yeah, the sh- he that tried, was before the bottle he incident. Tr- he tried to get in the mosh pit. He was like, ah, ah, "You Southern boys are so big." <laughs> I'm not kidding. He actually said that. Uh, <laughs> wow. You don't remember that? No, I, I do remember getting the mosh pit, getting thrown around. Quit and shit real like quick. That. He was like, "Hey, you Southern bred boys are big." Um, I mean, it's true though. <laughs> you're, at the beginning you're like of a from gay the Midwest, porn. and you jump into a mosh pit in the South. You're gonna get hurt. Sounds like the beginning of a gay porn. We need a or lot some of shit like that. Dude, why is your brain go? I go to like a mosh pit. You go to a gay porn. I'm just saying it's what it kind of sounds like. Maybe write that down. Something you should bring up with your uh, therapist. <laughs> You need to get in touch with that part of yourself. I don't know. Um, I remember being at that concert because we were in between bands. Uh, the fucking uh, Ramones were playing. And they, I could hear them off in the, the background. And for me, the Ramones have always been one long song. Like, uh, if you put their entire catalog back to back and you didn't put a one, two, three, four in the beginning. I don't between get it. it I, I, would have, the, I don't get the Ramones exactly. thing. I'm right there with you. So uh, me and my unless girl- there's a lot of violence and, and like drug use, I don't really dig punk. Well, me and my girl, <laughs> so, <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of punk. There's it's like, like so you're punk bands. rock, but you took out all the cool parts. Okay, Ramones. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I remember. I mean, it's weird, though, because some people are like, think Ramones are like Jesus. Oh, there are some people who worship the Ramones like they're the Beatles. Yeah, which is weird to me because they have like one song. Yeah. If you didn't put a one, two, three, four between it, I would have no idea there was a different song going on. Yeah. So when they were playing, I remember walking around with my girlfriend at the time and we jumped up on a fence to like sit and just hang out for a minute and drink a Coke or something like that. And I lost my balance at some point. And like, I went to reach out and catch my balance, but we're sitting on a fence and it's I caught funny. her. It's already funny. <laughs> and we both fell and the Coke goes flying and shit. You guys probably started the bottle thing. Coke went flying. That was probably the trigger. And you know, like back then a Coke cost like $14. Dude, I was watching people getting like clobbered with bottles. It was nasty up in the front. I saw at a concert one time, I was at a seven dust concert. We were at this fucking mosh pit and shit like that. And this dude like falls. He goes to jump on the stage to like people are mosh moshing around and shit. And during Seven Dust, it gets a little bit more hardcore than during a cake concert. So he this dude <laughs> or goes blind melon. Exactly. This dude jumps on the stage at Masquerade and then jumps back down into the mosh pit, but he misses being able to crowd surf. Oh no. He goes squat down onto the floor. 
hits his head on a bottle and comes up and looks like he has just gotten the crimson mask during a fucking whoever bleeds first loses match with Ric Flair and shit like that. Dude is pouring blood <laughs> like all over his fucking face. Come to it think was of it, ridiculous. I saw Aerosmith back before they were like real old. Back before Steven Tyler looked like everybody's well, I was, grandmother. I think I was either in eighth grade or ninth grade. And I remember they did like three encores. That was pretty cool. They played all their hits and everything. It was during the um, it was the time period of when the movie with Ben Affleck came out with Bruce Willis. Oh, Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah. yeah. So they were pushing that album they did that came out with Armageddon because they did the soundtrack. I remember that. Liv Tyler was all hot. Don't wanna cry no more. That uh, that fucking yeah. Um, but they didn't play a lot of those songs. They played all the old songs that were rocking. Dude looks like a lady and shit yeah. like and, that. And it was a really cool concert because my mom got tickets and me and my brother. I took my brother, and we had like seriously like fourth row. No, that's crazy. badass, dude. Oh yeah, I wish I had like a camera or something back then. Yeah, well, back then you'd have had to take like a disposable camera and then take it to a place. <laughs> take it to a place and, and drop it off and come back in three weeks. <laughs> the film and just developed. hope your pictures look good. <laughs> hope there's not like six pictures like that were the good pictures, quote unquote, where your thumb is over the lens because you weren't fucking sure how you were holding it. <laughs> so well, I take pictures now that look like actual pictures, and I'm just like, I remember when this was not possible. <laughs> well, the reason I bring up going to concerts and all the shit that we've seen at concerts and stuff like that is because I was looking around and found a story about a guy who was a genius. Cause I know every time I've gone to a concert, I've always tried to pregame before I go, because when you get inside there, they should all have guns because they are basically robbing you with how much shit costs. I don't see as, as somebody who's not a huge drinker, I can go and not drink and just drink later. Well, I'm very happy that you can go and not drink, but for people who actually do like to drink and have a good time and aren't, you know, like Nazis, <laughs> but are cheap, comes- <laughs> <laughs> but don't want to pay for that good time. So you just listed the, all the reasons why you shouldn't have a problem paying for that good time. And, and kind of killed your whole story because you're just an asshole. You're trying to like smuggle in your own shit, and you're the reason why ticket prices are so high, criminal. So you're I, you're the guy that bootlegs shit and sells it on the side too, aren't you? I actually have bought a bootleg T-shirt before <laughs> of a band. I actually was I went to a Bush concert back in the '90s, and we uh, we got a chance to see the band afterwards. We were all hanging out at the actual venue. And my uh, my friend at the time, uh, I, I say my, my friend. I want my money back. I'm not going on vacation with you guys anymore. <laughs> Tell Nikki unless she tells you to stay home. I'm not going. Why is that? <laughs> I don't want to be associated with your your uh, non-supportive ass of musicians. I'm not non-supportive of musicians. Whatever. You bought a bootleg shirt. Dude, I have you to took see money guy... out of that band member's kid's mouth. Well, when we saw Bush, we were all hanging out and shit like that. <laughs> we'd jump out of the uh, – we'd, we'd run around to the back of the venue where Bush was – and like they all come out flowing out of the venue to get into their van and go to their hotel. And uh, the guitar player, Nigel, actually walks up to me, looks at my shirt and goes, oh, sweet, man, bootleg shirt. And actually signs my T-shirt, with, which was bootleg. And Gavin from Bush, they uh, opened a van. It was very Hollywood, weird, like one of, like looked like what you'd see on a television show about the 90s. It's exactly what he did because they opened a van in the back and there's an assistant sitting next to him. And he goes, huh? Her, 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 and her, and grabs like 15 teenage chicks, puts them in the yeah. back of this van, and then drives yeah. away. And we're like, okay, that's cool. But anyway, um, I brought up the, the um, yeah, <laughs> comfortable this whole teenage girl thing. Hey man, I wasn't at the Bush Hotel where the teenage girls went, okay? Back then, I would have been legal age to touch the teenage girls, whereas Gavin would not have been. But still, we're not talking about child molesters right now. We're talking about a guy who got who found a way to get around the high prices of alcohol at a concert. 
because this guy's been going to this one concert. So festival. somebody who doesn't support music. No, so he doesn't support hates. the huge fucking uptick in prices when you get inside there by the vendors. Because it's cheap to keep an amphitheater open. It's not an amphitheater, dude. This is a huge outdoor festival where basically they just throw up a stage in Those the middle of a field. Those are too. Somebody's got to pay for permits. Those stages aren't free. They don't have to do a fucking Whatever, $14 commie. update or a fucking uptick on Whatever, price. Whatever, You don't have to go. Cummy? That's gross, Kami. dude. Don't, don't call me Cummy. You're a commie. So, You're a no good communist. Three weeks before. You hate America. You're probably a you're probably a big Kulpernick fan. Kaepernick fan, you mean? Yeah. Kulpernick? <laughs> you're probably a big Pumperdick, Pumperdick fan. <laughs> that guy with the fro. <laughs> the guy with the fro? Wow, that didn't sound racist at all. So anyway, this I'm guy. I'm kind of trying to be conservative for this bit. So yeah, I mean, you gotta be a little, you can't be conservative if you're not racist a little bit. So this guy named Alex Diamond, before the Electric Zoo concert in 2017 from New York, traveled his to His name Randall- just sounds stupid. Alex Diamond? Yes. It sounds like he runs his own entertainment company. No, it really. sounds like he's a shitty, like, I don't know, sleazy, like, club owner or like a really bad divorce lawyer or like. Like a know, guy who would wear a Hawaiian shirt seriously. A guy who owns a pawn store that buys obviously stolen goods. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those types. He's very scummy, I can picture. Like, on a, on a Tuesday at two o'clock, he's got a Hawaiian shirt on and he's dead serious about Dead serious. It. I'm being drunk, man. <laughs> I do. He's like dirty drunk at this point. So, Alex Diamond decided that he was going to go to the Electric Zoo Festival and he's done. This festival for years in a row. He knows the layout of the festival. He's gone there so many times and seen bands. Yes. He knows exactly where the vendors are going to be. So he what's, what's he trying to do? Be. What's his little What's his little pitch? Because we know old dirty ass is up to something. So three weeks before the concert, he decides he's going to get around the prices of alcohol by burying a water right. bottle. Because he's an alcoholic. And full he of problem. alcohol. <laughs> he fills it up with vodka, buries it right in the middle of a huge field. That's like more work than just paying for the alcohol at the festival. Then he drops a pin with Google Maps right where he was. <laughs> they pay for their tickets. Three weeks later, they go to the festival. And now it becomes like a Mission Impossible mission where him and like six friends have gathered around. This is more work than just buying drinks. They said the whole operation took him about 10 minutes, but like... Six dudes gather around him, and he brings this little bitty shovel in his pants. Now you're sharing it with six dudes? That bottle's not going that far. Well, if everybody buys a Coke and you pour some vodka in it, then everybody's got a drink. Everybody's going to be able to get <laughs> so a little bit say of a buzz. $12. Congratulations. Well, if you do it times fucking six people, dude, that's that's a lot of money If right everybody there. was worried about their own $12, it wouldn't have been a thing. Listen, Alex Diamond is a is a hero. He's not a hero. He's a communist. <laughs> he's not a communist, dude. He's a communist. He's a hero to the little man is he what he is. He ripped off the festival. He didn't rip off the festival. Dude, he I know people away. who put on those festivals, they lose money as often as they make it, and and people should be supportive. They want to go enjoy the music, but they don't want to pay for the alcohol like you. <laughs> Listen. Who would rather drive under the influence than just pay full price at the club? I don't drive under the influence. Well, how'd you get there after you pre Typically what I do is I buy a six pack of alcohol in, and then I drink it in the parking lot. I did that's that. illegal too. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Not if I'm in my car. It's fine. Yeah, no, that's not true. <laughs> if I'm in my car and I'm not driving, then it's fine. Atlanta, you failed me when you let this criminal continue his criminal ass behavior. What are you talking about? I'm not a criminal, dude. All I did was drink in my car before I got into the concert. Whatever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever. So this Communist. guy, this guy brings his little shovel. Right. That's why there's less festivals now because of people like you. No, it's because of people like you who'd rather watch shit on television. I saw the festival in 4K on my TV. It's fun. I don't need to go. 
I have to pay for that to watch it. They get paid for people watching it on TV. I have heard that excuse from you plenty of times. And that excuse will still be said, but I pay good money for my 4K services, and those services in turn pay the festival. I just want to go watch my TV. And I don't drink, so I wouldn't have to rip them off. So, listen. I'd just be hitting my little vape pen and being a happy motherfucker. I think Alex Diamond is to be commended for being a pioneer. That's because you're a cheap asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, alcohol is too fucking. The rent is too damn high when you go to a concert. That's all I can say. There's it's not not it, too damn high. It's, you're paying. You can you're spend. Not paying, hun- you're just I, not comparable to drinking at home. Hold on, I go. That's like a, be like I can buy this steak at Kroger <laughs> for, for eight ninety nine. Why do I got to pay twenty nine dollars here Outback? Because we're making it for you. Well, because you get to have it in a nice restaurant <laughs> or a nice festival. See, communist. It's not a communist <laughs> thing, dude. It's just communist. You're, it's mar- a, wait, you're I, a Marxist. I am more of trying to save a little bit of money here and there. Whatever, North Korea. I don't think it's that much. I don't think it's too much to ask to go to the festival three weeks early, dig a hole. In the place <laughs> I the think it's incredibly be. too much to ask. That's just Jesus Christ. Just pay your $12 for a drink. <laughs> dig a hole like maybe two and a half feet deep. Then go in with a small trowel that you had wrong? to get through security. What is wrong with you? <laughs> go two and a half. What is wrong with you and Alex Diamond? You guys need to go into business together and be con artists, running graphs. And then all you have to do is get your six Griffs, friends to surround grifters, you. That's what you are, <laughs> grifters. Dig the bottle up, and then you've got enough for like maybe a drink, maybe two drinks per person. So you got two drinks right there out of that one bottle of vodka. That's ridiculous. Because you didn't want to drive no, after no, the middle of this field. You know, they probably bought cheap-ass vodka, too. No, it, it probably was like uh, <laughs> Mr. Boston or some shit like uh, that. Pavlov. <laughs> almost died on that shit one time. When did you almost die on Pavlov vodka? When we were 18 and didn't know better, man. Oh, God. Oh, there was plenty of times. People used to come over with a bottle of vodka and a half gallon guys, of orange juice. Guys, this half gallon of vodka is like $9. <laughs> That's we can just, get so much vodka, man. Right, let's get Jeff to come in here and buy it. And then we're going to drink this whole... Oh, dude, I remember Hold waking on. up later that night. Going, Damn it, man. We got to hang out with Jeff. Well, he's the one was over 22. <laughs> Shane, you know we have to hang out with Jeff. God damn it, I'm not coming over. <laughs> More than one time I would say those words when I knew Jeff was going to be we involved. Just, there was one night we were, I ripped off my parents one of my parents' birthday parties. You ripped off one of your parents' birthday I remember going to one of your parents' birthday parties one time. No, we went getting, while they weren't there. What do you mean we went while they weren't there? We were teenagers. We were in high school. I don't know if you were with us. No, I was with you. We all went to your fucking, uh, we went to your so parents' birthday parents, party and your brother still, got hammered. My brother wasn't there. The time I went, he was, and he got smashed. Dude, you're talking about some adult party then, because at this time, my brother was like 10, so I promise you he wasn't smashed. <laughs> we were like 16 Well, maybe you don't know that your brother was, was smashed. Totally a different story. So, <laughs> my parents, I think my dad had a birthday party, and like I was out for the weekend with, with like you guys. We were role-playing, doing whatever we did. <laughs> my parents have this rip and run party, and I had to go back to the house to get something. Well, apparently they had all left to go to like Waffle House or something while they were in their drunken happiness, and they left all the liquor. <laughs> oh, see, I wasn't with you for this one. So this I a grabbed a bag. I grabbed like a duffel bag. It was like, take a, I got a bottle of bourbon, like a bottle of vodka, because they were like, 10 or 20 bottles, dude. There were ridiculous amounts of alcohol there. And I was like... <laughs> when you go to a party and for some reason the host buys enough alcohol for like 
17 times. No, this times is like everybody who brought alcohol. That's for what I'm party. talking about. When you go to a party and there's like enough alcohol for 17 times okay. the amount of people there. I just started grabbing random bottles and I got like six bottles of left and we went to Ray's house and we got fucked up. Because we're like 17. We were like, it was jackpot. <laughs> it was like, it was like finding like free money, basically. We were like, oh my God, we're going to get so wasted. And when you first started drinking like that, nobody had any idea about pacing yourself. Nobody no, had how to any behave idea. and act like you had goddamn sense once you got drunk. Nobody had any idea. Dude, I remember one time, I just told the story recently about pouring a drink on Jamie one time. <laughs> like, <laughs> getting so mad at Jamie for making fun of me one time over at my apartment. Like, I had laughed yeah, you at were a joke. Dick. Somebody said, <laughs> no, dude, Jamie was a fucking dick. Jamie he was, was a dick. He'd make people cry. <laughs> I was, I just, like, not us, but like we No, like Paul, dude. Fucking, yeah, I bet that motherfucker cries down his back. <laughs> Paul, who's got the lazy eye, he made a joke oh, about man. one tear rolls on his one, cheek. He told one of Stephen's friend who had a visor on that can only afford to have a hat. <laughs> <laughs> he made more than one person cry. So one night we're all hanging out and he fucking starts making fun of me because I'd laughed at a joke about him. And I decided to pour myself a little cup with, you know, straight vodka in it with about two fingers worth of vodka. And we're sitting there hanging out, and he tells a joke, and I took a little swig out of the vodka, and I start laughing and laughing, and I get in his face, and I'm laughing a little bit louder, and then I just take that whole fucking cup of vodka and dump it on his ass right there in the middle See, of the litter. asshole. No, dude, he'd be a fucking dick to me right there, and I wasn't going to throw him out and give him the satisfaction of blowing up on him in front of everybody, so I just threw vodka on him. Waste vodka. I didn't waste vodka. We had Party plenty. Foul. Trust me. At D8, we always had plenty. Mr. Boston was not running low. <laughs> I think it was Absolute. Back when Absolute first came out, we were like, we have to get Absolute Vodka, man. It's the best vodka that, you know, in parentheses, we can afford. <laughs> Pretty sure Greg Goose is better. No, it's not. It's like $10 more a bottle. You got $10 more, Bo? No. <laughs> uh to steal wine from the grocery store. Arbor Mist. We didn't steal wine. We stole no, fucking Arbor Mist. I stole wine. Y'all might have stole Arbor Mist. I went to the grocery store where it was easier. Gas stations looked for that shit. I used to take my trench coat. <laughs> I had the lining cut. It's not even in my pocket. Have we told the audience about your um, your leather pants and trench coat stage? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have. That trench coat. I don't think we have well, talked to you. Yes, deeply. you have several times, and you keep trying to forget because you enjoy telling it. No, it's it's one it, of those. It was a part of the eye patch story. <laughs> I got glasses with lights on them now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got safety glasses with LED lights on both sides now. <laughs> I bought them yesterday at work. They're awesome. I'm glad you added that to the story. That seems to have helped the story along very well. well at least it was something new. <laughs> you want to tell the same eight stories six times. I don't want to tell the same eight stories. I just like to remind the audience that for like an entire summer, you thought you were the crow. Hey, we have stuff we can talk about with you, too. And that's all the time we have. <laughs> we're going to have to go ahead and uh, close that out right now. That's the, uh, that's the end of Now That I'm Older this week. Get to the chopper! That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up for the night. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the thing up? We're not, we can't wrap up a podcast I'm not on. It doesn't make any sense.
And remember, my sentimental friend, that a heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others.